Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 40 featuring a review of the brand new theatrical released supernatural horror film Come Play. It is October 30th, All Hallows Eve. It is Devil's Night. Yes. At the time of recording this podcast, I am one half of your hosting duo. Along with me is Carly, the other half of your hosting duo, and we're both podcasting out of Southwestern PA, a.k.a. Carly's Living Room. Yes. We are back on the couch. Yeah, that's a Netflix and chill thing. It is. And we've been back on the couch, though, on his and hers more than we ever were on Netflix and chill, oddly enough. But we back. We It is Devil's Night, and we are preparing for our festivities tomorrow. Yeah, we just cooked. I yeah. cooked. You watched. No, I did. I made all those pizzas. You mean we have enough videos to prove it? I did it. I put the ghosts on the zuts. <laughs> I cut the ghosts. All right. Anyway, um, we made some little wieners that were supposed to be like mummies, but really they're just like you know. I never feel like doing that. Yeah, you could put little eyeballs on them and stuff, but uh, the wieners. Just little wieners with, uh, you know, pigs in a blanket. I think some people call it that. Other people... Yeah, they're called pigs in the blanket. That's like a word for something else, too, though. Some people well, use they, use, they use the, the full-sized hot dogs for that. Oh, I see. I see. But, uh, so we've made those, and then we also are trying out these little mini Zaz, which you just take some bagels, slap some sauce on them, and then make ghost-shaped uh cheese which um turned out better than i thought uh just using a cookie cutter with a cheese thing um you know looks all right we're gonna make those tomorrow though we just set them up and tomorrow we're gonna have our little movie-a-thon but yeah so we went and saw this movie tonight uh come play 2020 in the theater and now we're here bringing you guys one pod so how do you feel about halloween or october rather almost being over buddy uh sad but uh, you know like i mentioned last week italian horror month is upon us so i'm not that sad look i'm excited did you see that video i got uh, that i made of my secret satan yeah i'm convinced moods got you he didn't because he likes italian horrors he said he didn't he got uh james oh really Mm-hmm. all right well yeah that was a pretty uh dope haul you got there i must say I yeah must dude say. uh for those of you who don't know what we're talking about we do this thing called Secret Satan. Yes. And it's basically Secret Santa for October. And the person who got me, which I don't know who it is, sent me probably near, if not over, $200 worth of movies. Yeah. Uh, there was The Phantom of the, the, Phantom of the Opera, uh, the Dario Argento version, Dario Argento Sleepless, Blu-rays, the collector's editions from Scorpion, Killdozer, which is a Kino film that just came out it's like 20 bucks probably uh killer crocodile one and two uh which is an italian horror horror on blu-ray from severin pagani horror which is a blu-ray from severin severin that just came out uh what was the other ones card player oh yeah sorry i didn't mean sleepless i meant the card player that was the other one sorry uh and then what was the other one uh cannibal jungle holocaust oh yeah and then is that it? There was, there was something else, I think. I can't remember, to be honest. I know they were pretty much all Italian, though. Yeah, there was, what, two, four, six, eight titles? I think so, Ooh, yeah. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, all of them, but one was Italian. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was amazing. Like I was, my mind was blown when I was doing that video. Feeling bothers me when you don't know who like got you, even though it's supposed to be secrets. Because I always feel like I feel like I want to like thank the person. I mean, I know who got me, but like in that instance, like I would, I just feel like I have to like thank them. But you made that video, and it's like, you know, whoever it was was pretty awesome. I like Moose's comment on your thing saying they must have read the number wrong and thought it was a two hundred dollar limit. <laughs> right. Could you imagine if you made it like two hundred? <laughs> you had to spend two hundred dollars, or else you're a jerk. Right. But uh, yeah. So that was a pretty good haul, buddy. I mean, I'm sad about October ending, but at the same time, it's like it feels like the end because it's getting really cold out and the leaves have all fallen and like died, and it's like it just feels like the end of. I guess I don't want to say fall because it still goes into November, but it feels like we're like getting more into the wintery. Oh, territory. today was the first day where I felt like, oh crap, it's like, yeah, it's like winter outside. Yeah, it was like 40 degrees today. Um, I'm not a big fan, I must say. I don't like it when it transitions into that. See, I think that, I think when we came out of the theater, it was too cold, but going in, I thought it was perfect. I yeah, I disagree. Um, I'm very cold all the time, and I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I had a good October, though. I feel like it I was feel very like I laid need back. To, I feel like I need to watch, like, two more movies tonight before. See, I'm starting to get, like, I feel like I've watched... But I gotta watch Halloweens. Oh, well, see, I did watch Halloweens. I was kind of watching Halloweens on TV here and there, like, not fully watching them, but putting them on in the background a little bit, so, um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of set on Halloween, um... Dude, I've, I've realized, like, I'm very, like, my nostalgia for Halloween's kind of wearing off because I'm really seeing them as, like, not that good of movies now, and it makes me kind of <laughs> sad because I used to, like, vouch for that franchise, but now, like, I never feel like putting one on and watching it all the way through. Like, I'm cool with just seeing snippets on TV and that's it. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I never was a huge fan of that franchise anyway, so it doesn't, it never wore off for me. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Halloween's going away, it's sad. We still have our Halloween marathon tomorrow, which is cool. First year we're actually doing it on Halloween. Is it? I think so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh yeah. Last year I took off to do it on Halloween, but then you like we had to work or something. Before. We did it the week before. Yeah, someone had to work, and so I just had Halloween off, and that was like that was yeah. the extent of that. But so, but I am excited for Italian Horror Month. I really am, because like I have a bunch of Italian Horror Blu-rays that I, that I have now. Yeah. As so. I said, I can't really agree with your sentiments, but I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, well... It's good to have that to look forward to. I feel like you need to watch more Italian horror. I'll, I'm game to watch more Italian horror. You gotta I'm watch the much, atmospheric stuff. I'm done with Giallo. Like, I I gave those a chance. Like, I, I just feel like they're not for me. I feel like I can't pay attention. I feel like when I do pay attention, I still don't know what's going on. Can't stand it, and I'm done with those. But, like, Italian... Like, I, I can watch a zombie movie or, like, something, you know, because I don't know. Whatever other uh, ever other movies Italians are known for, I can watch those, and I'm willing to give more of those a chance because I've liked the few that I've seen enough. So right, but F Gialli. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Giallos definitely aren't like the easiest thing to watch. You like Tenebrae? Um, I don't really remember it. I have it on DVD, but I don't. Yeah, see, I can't even tell you which like movie is which. Honestly, do you like opera? I haven't seen that one. I think you would like opera. It's like more slasher-esque kind of. Yeah. And it's set in an opera house, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I do want to check that out one day. I yeah. don't have that one, though. 
so yeah, that's uh, basically it. Oh, one other thing. Uh, we both decided that we weren't going to do a blind spot this week, but we'll just do two next week, similar to how we did last week. Just because we only had a week left of Halloween, and we, we didn't really want to watch anything but like horror that Yeah, I don't want to watch Babe right now. Well, that movie is like pretty horrifying, so... No, dude, it's like a, that's a cartoon. No, it's not. It is. Wait, isn't it? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. It's live action. Oh no! Can we cut this out? Oh god. <laughs> no, listen, no. I'm I think, picturing, I, think of I am Web. thinking of Charlotte's Web. Is it sad like Charlotte's Web? It's depressing. Oh, I don't. Re- all I remember is it's depressing. I feel so stupid. I swear to. I don't know. But. Either way, I don't feel like watching it. And I'm tired of watching depressing movies. Please give me comedies next time. Thanks. I like the depressing movies. I can't wait for you to watch My Cousin Vinny. You better like it or else I'm going to hate blind. it. I know. You've probably <laughs> seen it before. You're probably going to be like, oh, when they said My Cousin Vinny, that's when it hit me. That's when it hit me. I've seen this one before. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the films you've picked me so far. Yeah, you are. <laughs> There's, like, only one that you really didn't like. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Why call me bro? Because it's annoying. Like, I give you good moves. All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll get back to that next week. Um, and we I think we only have eight weeks left of it, I think. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's good to be back to the theater. Um, you know, we got to go two weeks in a row now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mainly because I've been off 22 shots for two weeks. So that'll probably change soon. Um, but anyway, uh, actually, we could probably go on Sunday. Well, football's next Sunday. Who cares about football? I, what do you... What? Dude, we have to save the theaters, not football. Football's fine. We have to football, save football, too. Football will always be there. It doesn't matter what happens. Football shall always be there. Theaters shall not. Okay, well, I don't know about that. But um, So what do we want to talk about? Um, did you have a, anything interesting happen this week? Did I have anything interesting happen this week? Um, I don't, I don't remember this week. <laughs> I never do. I know, like, when you ask me that question, it always puts me on the spot, because I realize, like, honestly, though, I don't really have anything exciting happen to me during the week. A lot of times I just work and then come home mm-hmm. and watch a movie, clean up around the house, or do you know go to the store or something like that now honestly i could say i i don't think i had anything good happen really to me this really? week yeah i watch movies I, i'm kind of like get i'm getting that like burnout feeling like i said on watching movies i feel like i've watched i'm happy with what i watched in october i feel like i watched a lot of the like atmospheric halloweeny ones early on and now i'm like kind of almost feel like i'm forcing it like it was one of those things the other night i was trying to stream I was on stream and like trying to figure out what I wanted to watch and I wasn't feeling really any of the movies and then I put one on and I kind of was just half into it and it was kind of annoying so um but yeah uh nothing really exciting happened um at work today we dressed up like lumberjacks so that was interesting which consisted of just a flannel and a fake beard and a fake axe um so that was fun. Some people gave me some candies, and I ate those candies because I am a pig. And then I went with you, and we went to the move. So that's like kind of all I did, really. What about you, John? 
Um, just worked. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing major. So, I don't know. What do you you want to get into? Some what we watched. Yeah, we might as well. We might as well. It would have been your turn to go first. All right. All right. Um, I didn't watch a ton uh, this week either. Um, watched like five movies here. But um, to start off, we have The Midnight Man from 2017. Another Dollar Tree movie that I picked up. Uh, and I think someone had commented saying like this. It might have been Jason Lloyd actually saying, oh, that one's actually not that bad. And uh, watching it, it was not at all what I expected. Um, basically, it's about this couple. Uh, they're a married couple. They've been married for like six months to a year or something like that not that long and they're struggling in their relationship they're always bickering and fighting so they're going to couples therapy and the therapist recommends them to go up to this cabin and uh practice these exercises kind of like a just a getaway where they get to like re-know themselves and uh practice exercises try to feel better um while they're up there they play this game at night called the midnight man where they you know, it's kind of like Candyman or something like that, where it's like a legend, and they invite the Midnight Man into their house. Um, then after that, uh, this guy shows up at their house, and it's not the Midnight Man, but it is Ken Foray. Um, and he's, uh, <laughs> the reason he's there is because he's, like, looking, like, basically the husband did something and, like, owes some money, so he's there to try to collect the money, and, uh, you know, stuff kind of spirals from there. It's a straight-up horror comedy, um, and it doesn't look like that from the cover or the back at all. It looks like a movie where a couple goes up to a cabin, and then some guy breaks in and, like, you know, tortures them or does something like that. So it looks, like, really serious from the cover, and I think the back even had a picture, one of those fake pictures, where it wasn't even something that was in the movie. So it's a little deceiving, but it was surprisingly... A good movie. Um, it's not one that I had heard of when it came out, and uh, I was expecting like another low-budget piece of crap since you know it's just one I got from the Dollar Tree. Never really heard much about, but it was decent. You know, the comedy is a little goofy. Um, I think Ken Forey is like probably the best part of it. Uh, he does a really good job and in, in his role, um, and he's probably the funniest part as well. Uh, the couple being like overly annoying and like bickering gets a little bit annoying the girl's kind of over the top and her acting's not the best but um it reminds me of the like sort of comedy you get in like satanic panic or that porno movie that came out this year it, like all feels very all that comedy kind of feels similar to me but um overall it was a pretty decent film it was just a fun one that was very easy to follow um not it's very light on the actual horror and uh there is some like midnight man stuff that comes into play but um it, it's mainly just a goofy type of film so i gave that like a seven out of ten i actually liked it um then after that i watched the music box from 2018 uh this of course you know it's like a ghostly type of movie where there's like a haunted music box and uh the little girl was like messing with it and the mom's kind of like you know um like what is going on i gotta like help my girl it's, it's very it's very generic um that's another one i picked up at dollar tree of course but it, it was pretty generic honestly there was a few creepy moments uh that i thought were decent better than i thought they would be but other than that, there's really not much to it. I didn't think it was that great. It was just nothing very special. So I gave that like a 5 out of 10. 
Then after that, I watched uh, Ginger Dead Man as per my Survive 05. Um, I just watched this because I did not feel like watching anything too serious, and um, I thought it would be an easy watch because it was like 70 minutes. But it was actually a decent movie, Ginger Dead Man. I thought that it was going to Yeah, I thought it was going to be super stupid. It is pretty stupid, but, um, you know, it's entertaining for what it is. Uh, it's about a guy who gets, you know, his soul is in a gingerbread man. It reminds me of, feels like a child's play ripoff sometimes. There's like one-liners in certain scenes that feel similar to that. Um, and then these two people in the bakery are trying to like, be like, what the heck, and get away from this ginger dead man. But I thought that one was decent. Um, I think I, g I gave that like a 6 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too bad. Then after that, I watched the w WNUF Halloween oh, you special did watch from it. 2013. Yeah, I wanted to watch this the other day, and I like wasn't feeling it at all, so I turned it off. But then the other night, I wanted to watch something atmospheric and Halloween themed, so I put it on again. And uh, I liked that. It was very super ridiculously authentic. Um, it, it's such a crazy, interesting concept how they did that, where it's like it feels like you're watching TV. Like, I actually got up a few times during the commercials, and then I was like, wait, this is actually the move. But, um, I liked it. I do feel like it got almost a little... I feel like they kind of put the commercials in a little too often, where I, I got sick of hearing do the no. WNUF Halloween special. No way. Yeah, dude, the whole thing no where he's like, way. WNUF Halloween special was getting on my nerves after Yeah, but a while. it's what it is. <clears throat> I know what it is, but I'm saying, like... There's not that many commercials on regular TV. Yeah, right? dude, like those bi those <laughs> like basic news, like the <clears throat> channel like three or something, like local news channels. Hell yeah, there uh, is. I suppose. I suppose. When's the last time you watched a local news channel the whole day? Never. Exactly. I would never do you that. Wouldn't know anything. All right, dude. Well, it was good. It was a good. It was a very um. It was amazing. Cool movie. Yeah, the idea is pretty good. Amazing. Pretty good. It's amazing. <clears throat> it's literally an amazing movie. I mean, the movie, like, the special itself is, like, the, like, haunted, the ghostly... It's great. Go ...haunted house stuff was, like... Amazing. Okay, sure. It's <laughs> an 8 out of 10. Um, it's a 9 out of 10, but... <clears throat> then after that, I watched Halloween Night from 2006, because um, I just felt like watching a Halloween movie, and it was on Tubi. There's a lot of Halloween movies on Tubi. I gotta, like, look into that next year and just watch all those movies off of there. But, uh... Yeah, this one was, um, it was okay. It was like a Halloween ripoff. Like, the whole plot's like an escaped convict escapes uh, the mental institution and then is like killing people on Halloween night, so, uh, and it's an asylum movie, I believe. So when that popped up, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Um, but it was okay. It wasn't like really a ripoff. It was more like, you is know. Is that the movie like... that has like <clears throat> the guy with ICP makeup on him in there? I don't remember. ICP. It's the one where there's a burnt face killer. There's there's one Halloween movie that I rented when back in like that era, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like 2006, 2005, somewhere around there. And uh, the, I remember there was a there was a person at like a party who had like ICP clown makeup on. Maybe, buddy. Ooh, Maybe. I thought it might have been that one. It is set at a Halloween party. Like it's at this big house. Um, in the beginning, you have, like, this girl and her boyfriend or go into the house, and then they stop at a gas station, and the killer, like, attacks the boyfriend and then dresses up in his costume, kind of like Michael Myers in Part 5, and then he gets in the car with the girl and, like, goes to the party. Um, it was alright. I gave that, like, a 6 out of 10 as well, and that is all I've watched. Alright, <clears throat> so, 
Um, here's what I watch. Go ahead and pull up my Facebook if you can on your phone in case this one dies because I only have 3% left. Buddy. Um, so yeah, what I watched <clears throat> starting off with number, uh, my 46th watch of, of Halloween and that is Black Sunday. Mm-hmm. So Black Sunday, a pretty, pretty cool movie. Uh, it is an Italian film. I, I kind of got a little head start on Italian Horror Month. Um, it is a film that opens up with... It's a film by Mario Bava. Uh, and he is a famed Italian horror director. I think this is like one of his first films. If not his first. Uh, from the year 1960. Crazy. Um, but it opens up... See, you would actually like this movie. I don't know about that, buddy. Why? I don't know, it's old and Italian. Yeah, but and don't you like, like, Universal Monsters and stuff? Yeah. It's, like, kind of like that. Are you sure? Yeah. Alright. Um, anyway. Uh, there's a witch being burned at the stake, but the it's raining, so they can't burn her. But they put, like, <laughs> a mask of, like, Satan-type thing with, like, spikes on it, and they, like, pound it into her face and like brander and and she puts a curse on her the lineage of her brother because her brother's the one that called her a witch and got this to happen flash forward two years and years later uh she's resurrected uh due to some blood falling into her grave and uh yeah it's pretty she wants to be reincarnated um or there's like a, a version of her that's her like great 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 niece or something and she's gonna like reincarnate into her or something. That's a so. lot of plot for a 1960 film. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's that Black Sunday. Uh, then I watched Annihilation from 2018. Rewatched that one. That was one that when we saw that in the theater, I thought it was really good, but it like it was a little confusing at the end there, so I didn't put it like very. I didn't. It was like number like 12 on my top 10 or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so it almost made my top 10 but i always felt like if i rewatched it i might go higher on it yes and i did it's a really good movie uh it's visually super pleasing the concept of it is actually pretty dope um it's essentially about this <laughs> shimmer that pops up on earth which is coming from a comet there was some co- sort of extraterrestrial life on the comet and basically it it everything that it touches it kind of changes and then it's kind of engulfing the earth a little bit um because it's constantly spreading outward and 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 basically growing and growing and growing so they know that eventually you know it's going to take over the earth so they're trying to figure out if there's a way to stop it so they send in some people to check it out and it's just very weird and bizarre like how everything works sci-fi horror really good stuff i gave it a nine then i watched dolls which is the full moon film uh from 87 well technically it's empire pictures um but basically uh this little kid and her parents uh break down and they go into this big mansion and there's like a doll maker who lives there and then all these dolls come to life cool stop motion really neat stuff there feels like a fairy tale yeah that's a good move good move I uh, gave it an 8. Then I watched The Mortuary Collection, which was a brand new Shutter exclusive. Boom, boom, boom. Oh boom, no! Boom, boom, boom. boom. Why is this boom, happening? Boom, boom. Somebody's calling us on Skype. Why is Doug Tilly calling us? 
That's strange. Um, sorry about that, guys. Our Skype is on for some reason, and people are calling us, so... Um, what do you mean for some reason, as if I knew how to turn that off? Sign out. Sign out? I don't know my password, oh no! Do you not really not? I'll figure it oh, out. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, the Mortuary Collection. Four stories with a wraparound. Uh, the first story, kind of fast and simple. But, you know, fun. The second story, really fun. Uh, it's about this dude in, like, the 1940s like, or something, or 50s. And they're, he, he's trying to, like, bang chicks. And he uh, basically lies and says he's going to use this condom, but he doesn't. And then he may have an STD or something. Oh, no! Yeah, and then the third story is... I forget what the third story is. It was a, like a week ago when I watched this. Um, I can't remember the last two, I, the last <laughs> two stories, but they they were good. Um, they're just eluding my mind right now. I gave an eight out of ten. Really good movie. Decadent Evil, which is part of my Survive 05, number five. You're picking the bad looking movies first. I <laughs> well, I had this on DVD. I wanted to check it out. Yeah. Um, this is a full moon film. And it basically is about a couple of vampires that own a strip club and they're killing people. The beginning is basically clips from the movie Vampire Journals, which I was like, wait, what the hell? I was like, I've seen this before, but it was just because they used clips from Vampire Journals. Stupid. Yeah. And then uh, there's like a little monster and he's like oversexed and wants to have sex with the women and stuff like that. There's a little person who's trying to stop this whole thing. Uh, One thing I will say is the DVD looked absolutely like dog crap. Like it was was like so um, low resolution and quality. It was insane. Like I don't understand what the hell they filmed that movie on. Um, So that is Decadent Evil. Then I watched The Mystery at the Wax Museum. Uh, 1933. That one is basically the 56 or 59 version. Whatever it is, is it 56 or 59? I think 50, it might be 54, 56, one of those. I don't know. Yeah, whatever 50s. year it is in the 50s. Yeah. It's like so similar to that one. Oh, it's the 53 version, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's so similar, very very similar. Uh, I really like that one. It was, uh, you know, a, a dude wants to burn down his partner's wax museum because uh, it's not making any money because he, he does, like, not the horror sculptures. And the dude, of course, doesn't want to do that because he cares about his art. And they and the dude, his partner burns it down anyway, but he gets trapped inside and gets, like, wounded and can't wax sculpt anymore. But then there's people dying in the town and and uh this woman believes it's up it's something to do with the wax museum Pretty so cool. is it the same like does it end the same way that like house of wax ends with vincent price's like that twisty thing kind of or whatever you mean the the wax mask yeah that yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> um then i watched unmasked part 25 uh if you haven't seen part 1 through 24 don't worry, because I haven't either. Buddy. What? That's a Brandon thing. Oh, I made that joke on my video review. You're stupid. Shut up. Um. Anyway, it's a it's like a comedic slasher, basically like a Jason-esque character. 
uh, is in London, and he's, you know, you get the sense he's been killing for a really long time, and he meets this girl, and she's blind, so she doesn't see him for what he is, and he, like, for the first time, somebody's actually talking to him, and so he, uh, begins to develop a relationship with her, but he can't decide if he wants to still kill or be with this chick. It's yeah. really not that good. Like, it, <laughs> the premise is way funner and cooler than the actual movie. They get caught, so caught up in, like, the drama and romance that the horror and satire is, like, taking the backseat, which, in my opinion, is a mistake. Right. I gave that a 5 out of 10. Uh, rewatched Victor Crowley. Uh-huh. Um, this time with Joe Bob and crew. I gotta say, man, I really like the, the Hatchet films, and Victor Crowley is so fun. Yeah. It really is. We got to see it with Adam Green in the theater. It was a really cool experience. And One do a Q&A afterwards and meet him afterwards and get shit signed. It was really dope. Really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, seeing them talk about the movie was really fun. And Joe Bob was really funny. on The, <laughs> the beginning of the, the episode, he actually goes on a rant about leggings, which I thought was hilarious. He knows all this stuff about leggings. <laughs> leggings are great. Well, he didn't really go on a rant about like them being bad. Okay. He went on a rant about like how there's all these anti-leggings people. Oh. Yeah. And like you, they're banned in school and stuff. Yeah, yeah they are because they show off the booty and things like that right yes too tight and whatnot that's so stupid like school can i just say like being in school is like a prison because when i got out of school for the longest time i thought i felt like i couldn't wear noodle strap tank tops or hats or like yoga pants the hat and then i realized drives me crazy yeah me too and then i realized like later on like wait a minute i'm out of school now i can wear whatever the hell i want but school like tricked me into thinking like i wasn't allowed to wear these things ever because yeah i never bought hats when i was in school i thought that's such a waste of money because i can't wear it yeah because i used to watch <laughs> the show degrassi yeah and they could wear hats at school i know I all like, the shows man Every show was like because, that. It made me mad. But that show was in Canada. Yeah, people so think they're a distraction, I guess. Hats. No, they're disrespectful to the flag is what it is. Oh. We're not I did. supposed to wear hats inside of, like, courthouses or public buildings. All right, whatever. But, like, I, I'll just say, like, when I was in high school, even on hat day, which that's stupid because we had hat days, but even on hat day I wouldn't wear a hat because my band director would always be like, hats off, guys. Because he, he believed in, like, the whole respect thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I'm just saying. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. So, um, <clears throat> what was I on? Uh, what were you on? Where were we? Oh, Victor oh, yeah. Crowley. Yeah, uh, I like it. It's <clears throat> funny. My favorite parts are, like, when Perry Shen is, like, everybody looks at him like he's a killer. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't kill everybody. And they're like, they're like they still never found out what happened there. <laughs> I like I like when he goes to the book signing and the signs like I murderer and his like a yeah. penis and then Phyllis Rose is all like trying to cover it up. And yeah. Make it. She's yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's funny. Um. Seven point five out of ten for Victor Crowley. Uh. Then last night I watched Sleepy Hollow High from the year two thousand, and it was horrible. It was so bad. Trash. It was, it was trash. Waste basket. It was like um. 
about these kids that are like clean dude the quote on the cover oh it's not on there the quote says <laughs> scream meets dawson's creek three three and a half stars dude i hate i hate those quotes right it was so stupid it was like it was like a shot on video film i think or it looked crappy uh of course i watched it on vhs so wait why did you watch this again i had it on vhs and i wanted to watch a halloween movie for my final day in 31 days of horror that's funny because I put in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow wanting to watch a Halloween move too the other day and I realized it was a period piece and it was also on VHS and it was like, I had Jeff Goldblum and it was like very grainy so I barely paid attention to it and that's why I'm not talking about it now because I didn't really watch it technically. It was a TV movie actually. Oh. So that was kind of interesting. So I, uh, <laughs> it, it, oh and it has like the horriblest ending ever. I'm just going to spoil it but. Uh, just because it doesn't it truly doesn't matter but for like the next 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it but it basically is a it was all the dream type ending oh no stupid um anyway horrible uh then i watched rob zombies halloween the theatrical cut because i think the theatrical cut's a little bit better um it's weird so in the unrated cut you have that whole rape sequence yeah in the theatrical cut, you don't have the rape sequence. Yeah. <laughs> but you have him killing Danny Trejo. Right. I don't like either of those. Right. But I prefer the killing Danny Trejo. I would prefer to have him not have the neither of those. Wait, he doesn't kill Danny Trejo in the other one? The unrated cut? Yeah, I don't think he does. I thought he did, and it was just like in a less violent way or something. Or it wasn't a war. Maybe, maybe he drowns him in the theatrical cut. I swear, because I just watched this move, and I swear the one I watched, he gets drowned and that girl gets raped in it. Really? I could be wrong. Yeah, I forget which one. I have it on DVD. I, I, I did walk out it. of the room during the escape to go uh, help my grandma with something. Yeah. So I could, I could be misremembering. But um, there's, like, there's that rape th- scene. I don't... I don't mind, like, I'm not against the rape scene. I just think it goes on too long, and it kind of bogs down the movie a little bit. Yeah. But that one dude is, that one dude is hilarious. He's the guy that plays, um, he's like, he plays the dude in the TCM The Beginning. What dude? The original Sheriff Hoyt. Uh, when he's like you know i'm telling you if you raise that boy right me and you we don't have this ride (laughs) you know he's like (laughs) calling him like a retard and stuff like that yeah and he's like he's the dude in here that's with danny trejo and he's touching the masks and stuff (laughs) he's like hey don't touch his masks and he's like (laughs) he's like what the fuck man you care about this dumb motherfucker (laughs) I, like that guy kills me because he's such a dickhead and his voice is funny. Yeah. But he's in like a couple movies. Um. Oh, dude. Okay. Oh, you know who he is, right? He plays the uh, the dude in Devil's Rejects. Not the dude that's like, I bet all the girls want to f you or whatever. Not him, oh, but the, the do- other the, dude. Like pussy one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize. No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's him. Because that's like a very different character. For him yeah, explain. he always has that voice that, like, you know. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Like watching Halloween, it's so funny because every single person from Devil's Rejects is in that movie. 
Yeah. Like even Bill Moe's, I don't think he, I think his scene might have got cut. I don't think he's actually It's in, in a it. theatrical cut. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, but it's like every single person's in it, but playing a totally different character. Like you got the dude playing Ronnie as well, Foresight, who played the sheriff in Devil's Rejects. And mm-hmm. it's like, then you got Cherry Moon playing the mom. And it's just kind of, it reminds me, it's like Adam Sandler films. Right. Or it's like, you know, everybody, but it's like a scumbag version of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ken Foray. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Who else? trying to think i don't think berryman's in there oh no he's not but uh i mean treo yeah yeah hey mikey (laughs) (laughs) i I love danny treo's character in that he's like he's like can't let these walls get you down man (laughs) yeah i was so like austin and i just talked about this on our show and I, i always think it's sad how he's when he's talking to that idiot, and that guy's like, you're not the boss of me, I'm my own boss. <laughs> I always like, think it's sour when Trey like, now, El Chapo, I want to get things real yeah, quick he's right like, now. He's like, he's like, you're not the boss of me, you know. <laughs> he's like, I know you've been here a long time, yeah. but. He's like being real racist, too. He says something about you, pe- your people. Yeah. But, like, I always think it's sad to Danny Trey was like, I only have three more months, and then I retire. He's like, I only have three more months, and then I retire. But he never got to retire, buddy. <laughs> I know. Sad. Yeah, I like Danny <laughs> Chair. He's like, hey, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, he's good at that. that yeah, he remind. Yeah, he does, he just reminds me of somebody that would be like that. Yeah. He's perfect, man. Perfect for that role. Yeah. Um, I love Halloween '07, dude. Like, I think it's pretty amazing, man. Like Myers is like scary. He's brutal. I love the opening, the beginning. You know, with the um. Like the him killing the bull, <laughs> dude. Dude, it cracks me up. He's like, <laughs> he that bully, the spy kids kid. He yeah. kind of goes into the bathroom and he's like, he's like, and then a fucking you were there, man. And he like kicks the trash can, and I'm just like, this kid's so over dramatic. I saw us. Did you ever see those cinema sin things? There's yeah. one that's like, yeah, because all bullies do is talk about other times they bullied people, and it's like fun. But honestly, I went to school with like a kid like that right. who just talked yeah, about yeah. like bullying other so do people. I. That's all like, we talked about. It, like he's putting on a show in front of the other kids. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? wants to look yeah, tough yeah. 24/7. So that actually isn't as realistic. Like, he's like, I was like, yeah. he's <laughs> like, you, yeah, you were there. You were there, man. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, and. uh you know, of course he kills him, and that and that's pretty brutal. Um, and then, you know, I love when he's sitting on the stoop outside on the sidewalk, and uh, the 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 love hurts song comes on. Yeah, and, it's and he's like, and and it's cutting back and forth. But the wind, how it's blow, it just feels so Halloween, man. Yeah, I just love it. And then. The the score's good. I mean, it's it's just. I think it's phenomenal, and I know people can't stand it, and I don't like. More for me, you know. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it just as much as the original, almost. Yeah, it really has grown on me because I hated it at first, and now I really like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then uh, finally, I watched H two. Uh, I didn't quite finish it, but I plan on doing that tonight. I was just a couple of, uh, you know, I I made it through most of the movie. But, man, dude, I I think this one is so underrated. And under, like, I gave it, like, literally the only thing I don't like about it, like, the thing that I can't stand is that that entire hospital sequence is a dream. Yeah. Because it is such a good sequence. And it goes on for so long. 
It's so good, yeah. It, but it's like it feels wasted be, that it's a dream, you know. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a ma- way to make that ha- actually have happened, and then for Myers to disappear at the end of that scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Because it it would have ended this been the same thing. They never found his body, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, dude, this movie has like two of the best Halloween scenes in the entire franchise. Oh yeah. The first one is right at the beginning when Annie is being taken to the hospital and she's screaming, "I don't want to die. Am I gonna die?" Dude, it is so powerful to me how bloody and just violated she is. Yeah. Like, dude, have you seen that recently? Not recently. Oh I don't, my god, no, dude. Like, I forgot I how brutal that was. Like, she's being rushed out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing about this Halloween 2 versus any of the other direct follow-ups. This one has the rawness and the the depressing nature of what would happen next you think of other slasher films you don't have to do that right now buddy um, why well, i'm doing it because i forgot i'm talking to you i know i'm listening to you <laughs> but y- you know how like others like most slasher films that even like the ones that end they're like happy like you know this person survived at the end yeah and they like walk off into the sunset type thing right well this one was freaking brutal you know what i mean Lori is effed yeah. Like, there is no happy ending in a slasher movie, right. even if you survive. Like, you're traumatized. Uh, Annie was so... Her, like, when they're, like, doing surgery on her fingers and pulling her nails off and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, sewing her cheeks up. And it's just... And, like, when she's saying, like, I don't want to die, am I going to die thing, it really makes you think, like, dude, she got messed up. Yeah. Like, she probably thought she was going to die. And, like, for me... If that happened to me, like, that, I, like, I would be curious if I was going to die, too. And that's the thing that would be on my mind, you know? Yeah. So, that's brutal. And then, of course, the other best scene is actually also involves Annie. And it's Annie's death and Sheriff Brackett's reaction to it. Yes. I remember it. And. Regularly. There was an article I read on Bloody Disgusting, like, a couple years ago. Where it was talking about the trauma of Halloween 2. And how the entire movie, H2, is about trauma. Yes. Um, Laurie Strode, coping with it. Um, she copes with it how I feel like I would. And everybody, like, Austin said, like, he can't stand her, blah, 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 she's horrible. And I'm like, yeah, but she's supposed to be. Like, that, she's damaged goods. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's, she's a bitch to everybody around her because that's how some people cope with things is they just get pissed at the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and she's trying to hold it together. And then she has, she flips out in the, um, in the, uh, psych with her counselor or whatever, the, the therapist. Yeah. And like freaks out when she wants her meds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like amazing to me too. That scene. And it, it actually is, it reminds me of when Michael flipped out in the original, not the original, but the remake. Yeah. Uh, whenever after he ha- he's in the hospital for a while and he can't go home, and then he's like "fuck you," yeah, you know, th- screaming at Loomis. Right. Um. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I just haven't seen the movie in a while. Oh, okay. So it's, like, I can't really... I don't know that... Like, you know, I have to rewatch it to, like, really... Yeah, it. but that, that I think that seems pretty good. Like, because it... To me, it, it shows... It's more realistic than Rambo Jamie. Oh, yeah, I Jamie agree with Lee that. Curtis. It's like... It looks like somebody has went through trauma. You yep. know what I mean? It, it Some people cope in different ways. In this movie shows you the ways that people cope right loomis is a capitalistic person i hate that he capitalizes on on the trauma annie holds on to the people that she loves like she's eating like she's eating how like she's obsessed with healthy eating and like the egg whites and and the whole wheat crust for the pizza and stuff like that and she's obsessed with uh, holding on to her father and and Laurie Strode's character. Right. And then Laurie is acting out, which is how some people deal with trauma. It's It shows you the different ways that people can deal with trauma. And I thought it was pretty brilliant, man. Uh, the only thing that I really don't like, besides that fact that that hospital segment isn't in the... Uh, beginning like in the it's not part of the movie it's like a dream yeah is the uh recasting of, of young michael it's just unfortunate yeah he, that, that kid's, kid's not, not good. good like he's just like i say he's just a kid with long hair they didn't really try to like get anyone well, i mean looking. they got somebody that looks pretty similar to him I don't, I just don't think, I don't, well, you can't really mimic that original, that original kid looked like he would grow up to be a serial killer, like, straight up. And he still looks like, he might actually be a serial killer, I'm convinced, because he looks scary. So it's, like, hard to really recast that role in a way that's good, but, I love how dark this one is. It's just a dark movie. Yeah, see, buddy, honestly, I'm, like, I just feel like I'm always indifferent on it, so I can't really, like... Like I, I you do need get, to give it a rewatch. With I, I get what you're saying. I've always found Laura, like I just think Scott Taylor Compton's kind of annoying, and it's I, I know it's realistic. I'm, mm, I hate so, people like I you. hate when she's all like, "I'm Michael Myers' sister." I'm so fucked. Like it, I don't know. Some of the stuff she says comes off as cringe to me. Yeah, she's being angsty. Like, dude. I know what she's being. I'm not saying it's not realistic. I'm saying I don't like. You're not supposed to like her. But like, I don't like the movie because of that. That's weird. It's stupid. I hate people that think like that. Don't think that way. It's bad. All right, cool, bro. Like, it's just. (laughs) You sound like Austin. You sound like Austin, where you're like, I don't like. If I don't like the character, I'm not gonna like the movie. Dude, it's just like the movie is like it's. I think it doesn't translate. It's because it's like doesn't feel like a Halloween. That's why movie. people don't like That's the, why the don't. original Halloween. What they don't like the, the remake, characters? The remake, you mean the remake? Okay. Yeah, they don't like the characters, so they don't like the movie. Yeah. I just think it's a closed-minded way of looking at things because it's like, why do you have to like them? Why can't you just see a fault and be like, oh, this is who they are? I don't have to like them. Alright, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just not... It doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. It just feels like a depressing, like... But why does it have to feel like all the other Halloween? Just because it doesn't feel like all the other Halloweens doesn't mean it... it I mean, it, it because it just, I don't feel like popping that one on, like, every year. Like, I would... Me neither, but I don't feel like popping something. any of them on, usually. You just said you felt like popping in a Halloween <laughs> I know, but I'm saying... Why do you have to... Why do you have to... Feel, like, you... 
like it's a depressing movie. It's not one that you're gonna want to watch all the time. But like that doesn't mean Yeah, I don't want to watch it around my Halloweens either. I don't want to be depressed. I know, on but Halloween. I'm asking you why you don't. And like I also it, hate the white like... horse stuff. It's stupid. You're stupid. You're you don't understand it. I'm leaving. You actually like you tried to pretend that you just don't like the recasting of Michael. You know you don't like I that. I like the white Cherry. horse stuff, dude. It's so tapered in. They could have like that movie could have been so much no, more solid without that part. Like you don't need it. I do. No, it's just, like, so forced. It's like, Lori's looking at the thing, and she's like, it looks like a white horse. And then they do that quote that's like, white horse, and it's like, here's Sherry Moon's zombie again. I like Not it. that I hate her, because I don't care that he puts her in all his movies. I just feel like that one, that's the one movie where it I feel like she's like forced Italian into it, and I'm trying to talk. Something. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting so mad? Because you're getting mad that I'm not, like, with you. First of all, I haven't watched the movie. Like, you act like I watched the movie recently. <laughs> I don't know all the small details that you're describing. I feel like you've much. never seen it. Cause I've watched it, like, three times, probably, in my life. But, like, it's been, like, probably over a year at this point. I think point. it's great. I don't care. I'm, I'm sick of people and haters. You can think it's great, like. dude. I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think that people are not likable. Like, I disagreed with Austin when he was saying, like... Oh, being, like, PTSD doesn't mean you have to be unlikable. Because, yes, it does. Like, I'm mean to people when I'm depressed. It doesn't like, even people mean, are mean that, to people. It like, doesn't mean you have to, but sometimes it happens. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, yeah, I agree with you and on that. I'm just saying I, I just don't, like, don't the core care. concept of, of, like, like, okay, take Franklin in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Some people don't like the beginning of that movie because Franklin's annoying. And I'm like... But he's supposed to be annoying. And they're like, yeah, I don't like it. It's annoying. I'm like, but why does that... Like, what is... Like, are you only supposed to watch likable people in movies? No, buddy, and I agree. Like, I don't care about... Like, I think Franklin's funny, just like I think Shelley's great in part three of Friday the 13th. That's another one. Like, I think people do see that stuff too serious. But there are some characters I don't like. Like, I just don't really like Scott Taylor Thompson. I just I think. think I think... Because I don't love her that much in she's, the remake either. I think she's better than Lori, than Jamie Lee Curtis. No, buddy. Jamie Lee I Curtis think the other is, actresses Jamie Lee Curtis has never been appealing to me. I don't see the appeal of her. I don't... Dude... She, she's bland. No, dude. I think she's perfect for... That's why she's perfect for the role in the original Halloween. Yeah, because she's just like a very, like... I just, I've always felt like Heather Langenkamp could be that. No. Blank, like, no, because she's, Heather Langenkamp's she's just, too lively to, like, play that part. I don't know. I just never really cared for her. I never, root, like, felt an attachment to Laurie Strode ex- until the remake. I did, like, I don't where know. Where she actually, like, I don't know, like, Jamie Lee Curtis in the, it could be just a 70s thing, but she just feels like she's 30 years old. Well, yeah, they. I, I agree. You know she what I mean? Old. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Like, like even Scream, where Nev little... Campbell looks thirty, she doesn't feel like she's a thirty-year-old bland woman. Like Halloween, like Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't even feel like a teenager. I know she feels very conservative. Like she feels like a mom or something. Like Scout Taylor agree, Compton but... actually feels like a teenager. Yeah, she but... feels like some girl I would know. Yeah, I understand, buddy. I just. I, honestly, I like um, Daniel Harris and the other girl better as Linda and Annie in their. I think Daniel. I think that's Daniel Harris's best performance in her entire career. I agree, because honestly, I think I don't think she's the best actress, but I think she does really well in those films. She kills it in those two films. Yeah. Kills absolutely. She's kills very it. good at being serious and like. Yeah. But I don't know, dude. To me, I'm just like I don't I don't like always want to like the characters. Like sometimes I just want to see them. I think I think I have like a different level of thinking. 
is what it is. Like, I'm smarter Why than Why do you people. always try to like, make it a thing? There's no psychological <laughs> because, thing behind it. Because, just, yeah, there is. Because like, because, like, some people, like, have, like, this surface level of, like, I either like the person or I don't. But I'm like, people are more complex than that. Like, maybe I don't like what they do here, but that doesn't mean... See, that it's the same type of people that are, like, you do, like, they do one, one, per, one of their friends does one thing wrong and they're dead to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, people aren't perfect. Like, people have these layers to them, these complexities. Humans are the most complex thing in existence. So it's like, I don't like, when you, when you take a film and you just box these characters into, like, archetypes, basic archetypes, and don't allow them to have complexities, I just am uninterested. It's just not as cool to me. Right, right. No, buddy, I agree that I agree that PTSD is handled well in that move. Uh, but, buddy, I think H two O handles her PTSD better too. I think it, I think it's better in H two O. I think it's, I think the new one is trash. Yeah, the, the, I like the one in H two O, but I think this one's the best one. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just like the the movie itself just never really jived with me well. When's the last time you seen it? I don't remember. Probably two years ago. I don't think. You I'll need watch to watch it again with like my with with after I had just talked to you. I I'm sure I put some seeds and and concepts in your head that you were unable to think of yourself. No, I'm just gonna think of your annoying face <laughs> and not like the movie even more. All right, let's move on. That's right. it for me. Um, Thank God. What? Nothing. I, <laughs> he's getting a little heated there because. I like, know you were. Like, don't come at me. Listen, every what moods came around on this movie. I can't, dude. I only gave it like a six and a half when I first, like, when we reviewed it back in like 2013. Yeah, when you were young. Yeah. And didn't understand much like yourself. Like you I don't, understand you don't, the movie you don't completely. Under, <laughs> no, like, the buddy, bottom listen, line. Listen, you don't understand the complexities of film. Don't yet. touch me. No one can see you like touching me right now. I don't get why you're like putting all this effort. Into what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, no, dude, it, the bottom line is, what it comes down to is I just don't feel like popping it in around Halloween time, and that's the only time to really want to watch that, is cause it's a Halloween move, and I think that's what it comes down to, like, I'll watch Resurrection before I watch that move. I don't think you understand the complexities of filmmaking. We're saying big Alright, can we, let's get on to the move, okay. shall we? The move. The move. So, the move that we watched... Tonight, or yes, tonight, was Come Play 2020. Um, this movie is about, where is the synopsis? It is a lonely young boy feels different from everyone. Okay, that's a stupid description. This boy, there's a little boy, um, he has autism and he's nonverbal, um, and uh, he struggles. He doesn't really have any friends, and the friends he has are kind of like ones that his mom just kind of like invites over to base like she's trying to get them to be friends with him but they're kind of mean to him so he doesn't really have any friends and uh he uses his cell phone to communicate with people because he can use like a word touch screen thing to make words and whatnot since he cannot talk and uh one day there's like this story on his phone this mysterious story about this creature thing named Larry who wants to be his friend and every time 
that the story comes up. Uh, the more you go through the pages, the lights start to flicker, and uh, some weird stuff starts to go down, and you get the sense this Larry character is actually a real thing. And um, so, yeah, basically, this creature wants to be this little boy's friend, which I forget what the boy's name was already, but uh, Larry wants to be his friend, and uh, he's, you know, using technology to try to get through to the boy, and the mom and dad are trying to, like, be like, hey, don't take our son. So, what did you think of this move? Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's scary. I thought the way they handled the... I've never seen a movie really with like an autistic. Was Babadook autistic? No, he was just like really annoying. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that kid was just. The Babadook's like a good companion piece for this. It's kind of a similar, very similar thing where it's like a creepy story that a character is coming to life. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there are any movies where like a special needs person is like the victim. Yeah, no, I thought that was a pretty cool twist on, um, kind of a, almost reminded me of, like, a ring, mm. slash, like, I don't know, just, like, a monster type thing. I don't know, I've seen stuff like this before, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, Insidious or something, you know? Yeah. Ring slash Insidious type thing. But I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I liked the concept of the autistic kid. It, it, it really worked well for this sort of, you know, story, um... I actually thought the design and the overall look of Larry was pretty good. Yeah. Kind of basic, but still scary and good. Mm. Um, maybe something a little bit different with the face could have worked better for me. Yeah. Um, and then I would say probably other than that, uh, the only thing I really didn't care for too much was how the mythology got presented. Yeah. Like... Like, I, th I, I think what they're trying to get at is that this thing uh, sort of uh, attaches to lonely kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, like, we really don't know, like, has it existed for a long time? Like, how did it get involved in smartphones? You know what I mean? Like, And the movie opens right up with that, too. Right. Like, it opens with the this, this story just popping up on the kid's phone while he's sleeping. Yeah, it's not like they read a cursed book or something, or, like, you know... Yeah, like in The Babadook, that's how that kind right. of sounds. Or, like, you know, um, the kid, like, wishes upon a star or something. You know, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It just happens one day. Mm. And it's not like an... It, it's just a story that... There's no app or anything. It's just kind of... Right, I thought it would have been like an app. Like the kid would have downloaded the app or something. Yeah. Um, I will say that like... I was happy that... Like the characters find out what's going on. And it's not like a long drawn out like not believing it thing. True, yeah. Like for the most part the characters just believe what they see right away. Which is refreshing. Because most of the time you have this situation where the mom like sees something but doesn't or something you know especially with the kid like you know having autism like it seemed like it was going to go in that direction where it's like oh he's just like pushing people around and he's like doing he's misbehaving and acting out like it seemed like it was going to be like that but it really isn't 
like the it gets proven to the parents pretty quickly that there is a spook in their house um right yeah i thought it was cool it was uh better than i was expecting it to be for sure um i feel like a lot of these movies nowadays kind of fall short um you know there was some stuff like i agree the face of the creature i i, I just feel like it could have been a little more scary they could have used some more jump scares and even just more scares with the creature kind of lurking around because it was a cool design like you said it's basic but it's um that kind of design where he's like abnormal looking like he's very tall and skinny and uh lanky um just a really freaky type of thing and i feel like they could have had him more lurking around at times and uh it would have been a little more effective but there were some creepy moments and uh i thought the main kid did a pretty good job um i i like the idea that he couldn't talk and he can only really communicate by writing and stuff like that i think it adds to the suspense um so i think they did rather well with it you know it's a to the point story it's nothing too original you've definitely seen this before like with the babadook and then even that movie z that came out on shutters kind of similar you know type of imaginary friend thing but at the same time this movie doesn't really play the whole i thought i also thought this movie was going to be a straight up the kid has an imaginary friend and they're like wondering like oh it's just his imaginary friend but it's not that at all they immediately know it's an evil spirit trying to get to him so that's kind of cool too i liked how scary it was that 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 goes Mm. a bit long way with me Mm. like i've always said that i think that the actual making a scary movie is so underused these days yeah it is like and these are really the only types of movies you get that try to be scary Mm mm-hmm conjuring films ghosts films possession films like supernatural stuff like this yeah when's the last time you saw a slasher that's trying to be scary probably halloween too probably yeah i know they all became kind of more fun (laughs) movies than anything um i mean i guess halloween 2018 is trying to a little bit yeah but i don't know they're they're not like they even add a lot of comedy to them you know what I mean? Yeah, like that whole bit with the babysitter and stuff. Yeah, the little black kid. Mm. But I do, I like that kid. <laughs> I like that kid, so I'm not going to hate on that too much. I mean, you even look at It. I mean, that movie's pure comedy to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean but that movie is definitely trying to be scary. Yeah, but it's, they like, there's so much comedy in it. I know, so but like I kind of forgot like about that one where I was out. like, what's the last movie? But I guess it would probably be It Chapter 2. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I do appreciate scares like i really do like it's so whenever a movie actually gets me to jump it goes a long way with me so Mm. right away i I really like that about this movie um i think it's pretty solid i mean narratively there's a little bit of issues that i had with like just how um the uh you know the 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 whole how it comes about and like why it's there like i feel like there was a little bit more that could have been done with that but at the end of the day, like, I thought the kid's performance was really good, too. Yeah. You know, playing autistic, that probably isn't the easiest thing to do as a young, like, eight-year-old, what, seven, eight-year-old actor? How old do you think they are? Eight? Yeah, he looks around eight to ten, that type of range. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did well. Um, it was very believable. Um, I didn't really care for the ending myself too much. I thought it was a little The very cheesy. ending? Yeah, that was like, I didn't really... mind it. Ugh, I don't know. It was, like very unrealistic and cheesy i mean the whole thing is unrealistic what? get out of here what? unrealistic it's just like cringe i don't know it's a little cringe 
Dude, if so, you believe that that, that there is a supernatural being no, that just haunts said your whole, cell phone, I went but you can't. I also said that you it can't was buy not, what the whole movie's not believable if you would have listened. I said that just now. Yeah, so but I'm saying the ending is like getting a little too like, oh come on, you didn't need that scene. Oh my god. I didn't really think it was like heartwarming, like it was meant to be. I guess so much. What are you? Doing? Oh, he has a little bump on him. He's alright. It's fine. Um, but. Yeah, so overall, though, it was was a pretty good move. Uh, See, I'm glad it wasn't super disappointing like Mm -hmm. the empty trash, because that would have sucked. But, yeah, so I guess, do you have anything else to say on it? Nope, let's get into some letterboxed reviews. Alright, I shall read a review. What review shall I read? Alright, I'll read a four-star review from Film Paradox 7. Film Paradox 7's favorite moves are Parasite, the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original The Evil Dead, and Let Me In. Which is the remake of Let the Right One In. Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, so he likes horror movies. Let's see. Normally when I hear about movies that involve apps, I naturally assume that it's going to be trash. Yeah, me too. But, wow, was I wrong about this one. I didn't really see this movie. Probably because it wasn't about apps. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's not what I saw the movie as being about at all. But, I'm not saying it's amazing or anything. It's far from that. But it was a huge surprise considering how terrible I thought it was going to be. Yes, it has some of your typical jump scare bullshit, which I always hate. It has characters making some stupid ass decisions that you know are only making things worse for their current situation. But its tension and suspense is what was very effective for me. And part of what made those scenes so effective was the great cinematography this film features during those scenes. Come Play also has a lot of heart to it, with a beautiful and heartbreaking ending that was really touching. I recommend giving this a watch. I mean, dang, there's not many new movies playing anyways, lol. Right, you are, Film Paradox 7. Um... So that is that. That was a positive review. And then to get into a negative review, let us scroll back up because this one is only a star and a half by David E. Herlich. Ehrlich. Sure. David Ehrlich's favorite moves are Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Mishima, Close Up, and Ikiru. You're a weirdo. Um, so this says... As if parents don't have enough to worry about these days, now there's a lonely demon named Larry hiding in your kid's iPad and trying to lure them into some kind of hell dimension. So goes the rusty hook of Jacob Chase's Come Play, an uninspired jolt machine of a horror movie that's been being dumped into theaters on Halloween weekend, where its tepid scares will be forced to... Tepid. To compete against the eject terror of breathing the same air as a few reckless strangers. But the problem here isn't necessarily with Chase's premise, which the writer-director first explored in the 2017 short, Larry. Oh, this is based off a short, buddy. Called Larry. For, For one thing, the poor guy had no way of knowing that by the time his feature was finished, the prospect of surrendering your child to some kind of hell dimension would seem like a tempting alternative to public school. For another, the idea behind Come Play isn't quite as silly as it sounds, even if Larry is introduced with a POV shot 
from inside a little boy's iPhone, the slender CGI sludge gold wheezing from within the device in a way that makes you think this movie is going to end up a genius bar. Read full review on IndieWire. I'm not doing that. Alright, this guy sucks. But I guess that's it. Alright, let's get into our ratings. Uh, then I need you to run outside and grab my cell phone charger. No, you need to go home. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You've overstayed your welcome. I thought we were going to Skype with the boys. No, I don't want to Skype with the boys. That'll take forever. Alright, um, go ahead and rate. Alright, um... I give this move a seven and a half out I of ten. I knew you were going to give it that. Why? Because I felt like you weren't as high on it as me. <laughs> Alright. Uh, it's an eight. It's a very solid move. It's a solid move. It is. It's it's one of my favorites of the year. Alright, well. Because it was scary. Yeah. Alright. Could have been scary, but yeah. It's, a, oh, it's an eight. <laughs> it's a seven and a half. Alright. Um, what do you rate H2? Um, ten. That's what I thought. Oh. Wait, that's too high! Oh my god! <laughs> Alright, let's get out of here. Okay. Alright, uh, bye. Bye, everybody. Peace. Peace.